for real. Oh, really? That's how you feel. And the guys are like asking all them questions. Asking all them That's Ryan Eldridge. I'm Taylor Lundquist. How was your day? We're glad you're with us. We want to give you an inside update on our MLB predictions, which have been absolutely terrible to this point, we at have, least for me. We have for me. some hits. You you've been misses. doing okay. You have one. You have one hit, and we'll get to. that. I do have a hit. You, you have you have one. Oh, cool. Okay, that's good news. Um, yeah, you got one hit, and you didn't get many of those senior year in high school. But Whoa, <laughs> that was out of left field. What was that about? Well, you're a great pitch. Great pitcher. Thanks. <laughs> you know, we were looking at just because you mentioned that, I'm going to brag on one thing really quick. Sure. Senior year, our lone playoff game that got us eliminated. I went six innings, one earned run with ten strikeouts and no walks, and we lost two nothing. Yeah, our problem wasn't pitching. We just couldn't. So get off my case, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I actually got that recently from Tom Sagano. There you go. Tom Sagano, great stat wizard that he is. He really, really is. Yeah, I'm very proud of that guy. Um, where do we want to start? Where what did we start with? Our uh, we started, predictions. Well, let's start with standings because, because it is like it is Memorial Day this weekend. Okay, and people like to say stats don't matter until Memorial Day. So we're a little we're a couple days uh, ahead of the eight ball here, but I think we're it will be just fine. So um, Taylor, are we starting with pitchers or hitters here? I was starting with uh, divisions. Divisions. Okay, let's go to standings here. Let's see. Let's see how we play. I know the first one off the bat for me was I said the Rays were going to have a down year. Oh, yeah. I said they wouldn't make the playoffs, and they are by far the best team in baseball. They've got 35 wins. I think they're projected to have, like, 120 wins. At least as of, like, three, four days ago, they are projected to have that many wins. Their win percentage is 714. Can you calculate that? Do, do 116 times .714. Or 162, yeah. Yeah, that's 116 wins. 116 wins. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's the record. That is the record. That's the record. Absolutely, that's it the is. That's the 1906 Cubs and the 2001 Mariners. Mariners. Yeah. And get this, the team with the most wins, the second most wins, the Baltimore Orioles. How about them? On this day. Uh, it's, not, it's not yeah, of 31. people like you'd expect. It's not because of guys like Gunnar Henderson. It's not because of Grayson Rodriguez. It's right. because of guys that, well, obviously Rushman, but it's, it's because of guys that came out of nowhere like Yenier Cano. Unreal. Yeah, that guy's a And I, I told you this earlier, but his two-seam and his changeup have the same amount of break in both the horizontal and the vertical direction. So as a hitter, it's impossible to tell if you don't see spin. That's just You can't nuts. even get, like... A little bit of an inkling of either of those two pitches just by seeing initial break, which he, is already so late. He has not allowed a hit off of his changeup all year. Yeah, what is he at? Like that's ridiculous. That what fifty? Well, he has something like fifty-two batters face, four hits, no walks, yeah, no runs, yeah, and yeah, zero insane. off his changeup, which is just that's ridiculous. Insane. But anyway, the Rays are going or hot. Shane McClanahan still a great year, but I think that which it, I also said was going to go he, down. He said it was going to go down. <laughs> He's leading the league in wins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we kind of disregarded guys like uh, well, what's the, what's his name? Jose Siri, Juan DeFranco, well, I was thinking Juan Rose, DeFranco. Randy Rosarena, pretty say much Juan, everyone yeah. on that roster. 
Yeah, Wander Franco for sure, and then Randy Rosarena as well. I completely forgot about those guys. And part of the reason is because they're just in a small market. If they were in places like yeah. uh, L.A., Boston, and, New York, and people I think wouldn't hear the end of them. The fact that they are one of the worst uh, ballparks in America. Yeah. Out, it's it's, Tam- of like it's Tampa Oakland. and Oakland. Yeah, yeah, those are the bottom two easily. So that certainly I doesn't help. I think Tampa's help. like two hours away driving from the nearest metropolitan area as well no way i think i think yeah i think what is it like st pete is like not like tampa proper jeez yeah i hate it move them there's too much in florida yeah there's too many people i'll I'll ask you like give it to south carolina sorry i'm just gonna move to south carolina (laughs) (laughs) no i just want to ask like in in this is just going to be, you know, straight off the dome. But do you think they relocate within the like next decade, fifteen years? We've seen like a lot. Of, if they don't get approved for a new stadium, yes, we've seen a lot of. But a new stadium in, in a lot of sports, football, um, like football specifically. But we see the Oakland A's. Yeah. I mean, that might be the catalyst for the Rays as well. I don't know. Like I say, I say that as if a new stadium is going to bring more fans. It's but in, be somewhere it, in the in, in the metropolitan Tampa, it's area. just not a baseball town. It's just not. Yeah. Like, they go watch I mean, Buccaneers yeah. play. It's the Buccaneers, or you just go to the beach. Like, hey, listen, yeah. there are things outside of sports. That's why places like Green Bay love their sports, because they, what, what else are you going to do? Especially in the winter. Especially <laughs> like, when bars closed. Yeah. <laughs> well, bars never closed in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's fair. That's never. Fair. Never, never. Never, ever. Uh, anyway, so Tellier, let's just to bring us all up to date on the predictions. Tellier had Toronto, Cleveland, and Houston. Toronto is currently losing the AL East. Um, then, Cleveland is in third Cleveland behind are, yeah. behind both Minnesota and Detroit, and Houston is second in the AL West to the Texas Rangers, who are just red hot, especially oh, yeah. with Corey I, I mean, back. And we couldn't have even predicted, like we couldn't have predicted the resurgence of guys like Sonny Gray for the Twins. We'd have no idea. Oh, he's just like, stuck. Like, like yeah. Sonny Gray, even like Joe Ryan, like he was a good pitcher last year, but now he's top three. In, I, like, I always knew that Cy Joe Young Ryan voting. like had it in him. I just kind of forgot about him. I think same reason, yeah. like relatively small market, AL Central, everyone forgets about him. Plus, like their their hitters don't do much. Yeah, I mean, like they've like got Carlos Correa, Carlos who's Carreo. pretty bad. I like the the hitters that I associate in Minnesota are Byron Buxton, great. And then there's like Max Kepler, who hasn't been good for many years. Carlos Correa, who's on the downturn. I still picture Gary Sanchez in there. I don't even know yeah, if he's on the I roster. don't know if he is. Giro Shello's in there, I guess. But he's not going to... No, kinda, he's on the Angels. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he's on there. See, right? Yeah. Like, you can't even name any players, so exactly. you just kind of forget about them. I still think, like, them. Joe Maurer is there sometimes, I, Like, right? Justin Morneau. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, Justin Morneau is a... Twin through and through. Absolutely. Justin Morneau and Justin Smoke, underrated first baseman. Uh, Smoke was properly rated. At least when he was a Mariner. <laughs> properly rated. He was, he was just straight up rated. Not over or underrated. He was, he, was one, rated. he was one of the players of all time in he was. Seattle. <laughs> he was one of them. He was. And for your wild card, you had Baltimore, Seattle, and the Yankees. Uh, are you Seattle, not good. Baltimore, fantastic. Yankees, good. So you're like what? One for six with your picks right now. That's correct. That one, <laughs> that that is, one being Baltimore. That one being. I, I don't. I I haven't looked at the standings in a while, but mine's probably not that much better. At Atlanta, St. Louis, and the Dodgers winning 
their respective divisions. Oh, you jumped oh, no, down that, to the that NL. Was you, that was you. That was you. That was you. Jumped you. Sorry, out, yeah. Sorry. Stick, well, hold you, on. Yeah. I do want to make one point before we get off it too far. The Tampa Bay Rays are 22-4 and four at home. So how much does a good stadium and a good fan base really mean? You, or is you mean, it, or in, is you it mean because, in baseball for Tampa specifically? I'm thinking just for the Rays. Or is it because opponents hate playing there so much? I might be part of it, but like part of the process of being a Tampa Bay Ray is just having a chip on your shoulder. Mm. Like, and, and I, I assume that when you're going up that entire farm system, if you get traded there, if you get signed there, you're probably not a big-name guy. So I feel like outside of guys like Wander Franco, like Randy Arozarena, who you knew were going to be big studs already, like the rest of their team – uh, Shane McClanahan, Jose Siri, even like a guy like Tyler Glasnow, who isn't, I, I don't believe is playing right now, um, kind of have a chip on their shoulder and have something to prove. Because Tampa Bay, like, like similar to the Oakland A's for, for many years, was just kind of the place where players go to die. Mm. Right? Like, even when they were good with like Evan Longoria, it still felt like when you were traded to the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, it's kind of like your career might be over. Like you got a few years to prove yourself or else you might be out. I think you're right. Yeah, it's like, like, yeah, it's like going to the Oakland A's. But at the same time, like these are guys that haven't left because they've been competing deep yeah. into October. Yeah, like, it, so, it's, it's the same thing with like expansion teams, right? It's just like with the Kraken being so good, the Knights being so good, despite having a bunch of journeymen. All of those players have a chip on their shoulder. They're, they they were sorry. with. <laughs> Get it into the mic, tell. All right, we're just going to pause no, real quickly. No. We're, uh, we're going to take a break. Here's a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Here's a word from our sponsor. Muckleshoot Casino. Muckleshoot Casino. The biggest and best in the Northwest. Shout out to Caesars Sportsbook over there. I do have to get that cash out before something oh my changes gosh. from that fight, though. That's a different story. That might be on another episode. Ugh, that was terrifying. Yeah. That was That was awful. You're still kind of in recovery right now, but <clears throat> do I wash it down? <laughs> I feel like it's a bad move. Yeah, I think. Sorry. Okay, right. carry on. Jeez. Okay, so like I was saying, I think it's it's similar to like it, you think of the NHL with teams like the Golden Knights and the Kraken, who are new expansion teams uh, over the last four or five years. They were all populated by players that have a true chip on their shoulder. Like their previous team did not feel like they were good enough to keep. And you get a whole group of those guys with that same mentality that want to be a part of something big. That's why the Golden Knights were able to six. They haven't not made the Stanley Cup playoffs in their like four or five-year history. And I think they made the conference finals three times. And I think that's the same thing that's happening with the Tampa Bay Rays. As you go to Tampa Bay, you're part of this great culture. And uh, despite lack of fan base, despite the lack of a good stadium, I think I I bet you that locker room is absolutely rocking, and I bet you even now with the amount of wins they have, with their it, with how far ahead they are of everybody else, and in the entire major league, you know, out even outside of the AL East, I, I think they're still hungry for more and they're never satisfied. I don't think it's fair to compare Oakland and Tampa to franchises that just started. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm speaking more about the players that would be a part of both teams. Yeah, but at right? the same, I, I, I get it, 
But I think the Rays of late have been so much more about player development and actually bringing up their own guys or rather trading for prospects and then bringing them up. So I think the Rays are different than like the Moneyball A's and expansion teams like the Golden Knights and the Kraken because you know the the Golden Knights and the Kraken had their pick of the litter of sorts. I mean, of course there's there's uh, uh teams that that get to keep whatever players protect, they want. Protection, they, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. They get always to protect who they protection. want. Always. But, I mean, and, and Oakland did it as, in a hodgepodge way with Moneyball. But the Rays, I think, have been so much more through player development and, and just savvy trading in a good front office. Yeah, but, but it's, it's you're, you're going with my point is in that it's that player development, right? They're not getting top 20 prospects in trades. They're not going out and getting guys that are top 50 in the payroll. They're getting guys with huge with what they think is potential based on their scouts, and they're, they're developing them to be good players, right, outside of guys like Juan Franco. I just don't think the other three franchises mentioned care about player development. Yeah, that's, that's valid, too. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. What were your predictions in the AL? Well, let's go to oh, – so my AL was the New York Yankees as a homer – Okay. The Cleveland Indios and the Houston Astros. The Guardians. Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland. Just Cleveland. Just, just the Cleveland baseball team. The Cleveland baseball team. And the Houston Astros in my wild cards, I had the Rays, the Orioles, and the Mariners. So I, too, look like I am. Um, well, I'm two for six. Yeah, you're, you, you got two for six. But, well, you've, I mean, as it stands, the Rays, the Orioles, and the Yankees are all in the playoffs. So you're okay. Okay, so that means uh, Houston's out then, as it stands. Or am I crazy? No, they would be the last spot. They, I believe. Yeah, Houston okay. is the last spot. So I'm in fact four. You are four, for, four six. for six. The only ones that you're missing are the the Cleveland baseball team and the Mariners. The Mariners. Um, we can talk about what we think about Cleveland in a second, but the Mariners just aren't able to find any like any sort of spark that they had in the last year so far. Even even after getting like guys like Bryce Miller um, to to come in and take that spot of Robbie Ray, like their their roster is the exact same as last year, outside of um, taking away Hanniger, who is hurt. But you bring in um, Teosco Hernandez. I feel like that's more or less of an even change. Um, what do you think is happening over there? I don't think they care enough. Like, I don't think the hitters are locked in in any way, shape, or form. I'm interested because I like I don't know why Ken Griffey Jr. isn't more involved the way that he was with Team USA. Like he he identifies as a Mariner. Everyone knows that he's a Mariner through and through. Goes to the Hall of Fame as a Mariner. Exactly. Like why? Why are he and Edgar Martinez, who have been hitting coaches in the past for teams or you know bench coaches, whatever it is, why aren't they back with the Mariners? Because Ken Griffey did that with Team USA and they exploded. Helped Trey Turner. Yeah. Couldn't he help someone like I? I don't know if he's been a part of Jared Kelnick's rise. I don't know if he's helped Cal Raleigh at all. Whatever it may be, but. Got to help someone because yeah. you need another bat. I see a guy like Ken Griffey Jr. being like the perfect mentor for a guy like Julio Rodriguez. Completely. Seems like they are very similar players in terms of how they play, their enjoyment of the game, and also uh, Julio's potential stardom. 
being one that might match that of Ken Griffey during his time playing. One hundred percent. And Edgar Martinez as well, a guy that can mentor a guy like Ty France or a guy like Cal Raleigh. I only say that because they're all white and can't run, and they play the same position. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, ju- I mean, they certainly just need to need to find another bat easily. Uh, I do think cl- the Cleveland baseball team is going to pick it up, though. I don't think Detroit can keep this up. I don't think Detroit can pick it up. I think Minnesota is going to be Cleveland's competition down the stretch. I think the White Sox and the Royals are atrocious, especially the White Sox. Uh, But I think the Cleveland baseball team and the Twins will be competing for that that one spot that will most likely come out of the AL Central. There's no wild card coming out of the Central. No, no, no. I think I want to – the White Sox are such a mystery to me because on paper they look so good. But they're they're like basically the opposite team as the race. Like they have really good pitchers uh, or really good names, I should say. They have guys like Clevenger, they have guys like Kopesh, who are supposed to be good. Um, you know, obviously Jose Abreu left, but you look Tim through. Anderson, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert. Yeah, who who's their second baseman? Uh, Madrigal. No, not Matt. No, Madrigal's a Detroit Tiger, isn't he? I don't know. Oh no, he's Jan Moncada. That's oh was, yeah, yeah, thinking, right. They've I was thinking Moncada. Names. Yeah, like you said, Tim Anderson as well, who now doesn't want to play there. That kind of sucks for them. But yeah, complete opposite situation in uh, in Chicago as opposed to the Tampa Bay Rays. They get all the players they want. They actually paid Clevenger a whole bunch of money as well, and just aren't able to get the same production from them as they have years past. They are they are going to struggle for years to come. I don't think they have a good farm. No one wants to well. play there. Yeah. Like it's just like, it's not a fantastic ballpark, not a great place to be. Your Chicago sport, being a Chicago f- sports fan, kind of sucks right now. Except you, you get Connor Bedard. That's the only you good get. Thing. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it's the it, only yeah. good thing, and uh, and Lonzo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get to the NL because the AL has got problems. Uh, yeah, I think problems. the NL's got a lot more firepower. I think the NL we we might do a little better at. So you had. To win a division, Atlanta, St. Louis, and the L.A. Dodgers. Two for three there. The wild card being uh, Philadelphia, San Diego, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks are in great shape. The Padres are not, and the Phillies are pretty mediocre. But the Pittsburgh, how about the Pittsburgh Pirates? How about the Pirates? Out of left field. Who's on their team outside of, like, O'Neal Cruz? I'm gonna be completely honest. Well, he's injured at the moment. They had that um, one. They had that one guy that signed that the biggest contract in in Pirates history, and it was like for 110 million. Is that Brian Reynolds? Maybe. I, who knows at this point? You got Brian Reynolds, Key Brian Hayes, Carlos Santana, Mariner legend, well, how about Andrew, Andrew McCutcheon. I remember is bad. Andrew McCutcheon. Connor Joe is great. Uh, Juan Bay is fantastic, and then Jack Suwinski, their center fielder, has actually been spectacular this season. So it seems like you know these players better than me. Do you think they keep it up throughout the rest of the five, six months that is the regular season? No, because they don't have the pitching. Their number four starter is Rich Hill. Oh, the forty-three-year-old. That's not can barely cut it. can can barely outrun a Miguel Cabrera. Exactly. You see that? Yeah, it's just not. It's just not going to cut it. Like Mitch Keller is fine. He's got five wins on the year. He's got a sub two and a half ERA. But I just. Don't know if they have the firepower, and I, I especially think like down the stretch, I think they're sellers. Like at the trade yeah. deadline, yeah. I don't I don't see them 
expecting to make a deep run, especially when St. Louis can easily turn it around and Milwaukee is going to be fighting for that top spot. Um, a long way to go. To be fair, the Pirates are only a half game back, but I just think they, they kind of fall apart down the stretch. And I know Keith Schmelter is a huge fan of the Pittsburgh Pirates now because yeah. they went on like an 11-0 run, and, and he, he just won every single bat for them. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I, th- I think between the American League and the National League, I think the National League has better locks in terms of who are going to win the division. I think the Dodgers at this point, especially with, the Padres struggling as much as they are. I think they easily win this division um, over a 162-game stretch. Not to mention, like, how good their team already was. They have the best rookie in baseball as well, James Outman. Yeah, he's... Yeah, it's just like they yeah. have they have diamonds in their back pocket. Even Always. When, even, when Always. They're, even when they're already wearing rings. It's so frustrating. I hate yeah. that team so much. Um, and I think Atlanta, uh, I don't... I think the Mets stink. The Phillies right now. The Mets now, are terrible. The Phillies right now stink. Phillies are terrible. Marlins they are, either put up 10 runs or none. Yeah. The Phillies aren't, or I'm sorry, the Marlins aren't going to be able to stay, sustain any success over a 162 game season. Um, so I like Atlanta and, and St. Louis as well. I think win that division pretty comfortably. Even though they've been off to a really bad start, they have too many, like Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, too many weapons. I'm wondering if. Because typically, like, looking at the teams, you would expect two or three teams to come out of that NL East. But it may well just be the Atlanta Braves. You could get two out of the Central and then three out of the West. Yeah, maybe get, like, Milwaukee. Go get, like, Arizona. I think you get Milwaukee, St. Louis, the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and Padres. Right. So what were you for that? You were four for six on this one? I was... uh, I had Braves check... Lost on the Phillies, lost on the Cardinals, had the Dodgers and, and the Diamondbacks, and lost on the Padres. Three so for three six. For six. Three yeah. for six. Uh, me, uh, on on the other hand, I had Philadelphia winning that division. Okay, so over one. I, I, I stink. I had St. Louis winning their division, so I oh stink. for two. And then I had the Dodgers winning their division. So one for I three. One for three. But I did, in fact, have the Braves and the Brewers. In okay, that wild card spot. Three for five. And then I, of course, I had the Padres as well. Okay, I really, I well. really do regret not having that D back spot in there, just because I love Corbin Carroll and I love Zach Gallen, and it's such a fun team to watch, especially when Gallen's on the mound. I, will, I, I, I Jake McCarthy, great team. I, I tune in when Gallen is pitching, and I never thought, yeah. I never thought I would watch Arizona Diamondbacks games. And there's a reason for that. He's been absolutely electric this season. Yeah, let's move on to the Cy Youngs here. Uh, speaking of predictions, Gallen, my Cy Young pick before the season, and I'm absolutely loving that so far. And that was a name that's kind of came out of left field. I was kind of looking at the guys, you know. You have guys, um, you know, kind of like like the Kershaw type, the Verlander type. Um, but Zach Allen doing it better than all of them. 6-2, and two, sub-3 ERA, 1.0 whip, 72 strikeouts in 61 innings. Yeah. Only, only, guy, only guy that can hold a Josh Schaub right now is Spencer Strider. I would hesitantly agree with that. I think he has like a 14 or 15 Ks per nine inning, which is just absolutely absurd. Mind you, the record in a game is 20. So he is on an average basis like three quarters of a way to breaking the record over a nine inning game, if that math makes any sense. 
Hold on. No. Run that back. So the most strikeouts in a nine-inning game is 20. Yes. Strikeouts. Kerry and Wood. he's averaging 15 over he's, nine innings. That's insane. Is he really? Yes. Not Gallon. Uh, Spencer Strider. Oh, Spencer Strider. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, those two. Like the law of Although, averages. Although, you know, Justin Steele has been really good this season. Alex Cobb has been really good this season. Um, and Kershaw is somehow still winning games at the ripe old I, age I feel of 56. Like he, I feel like he's 50 now, yeah. <laughs> I, was about to say. I just think, like, we, uh, who are we talking about that with? Like, Rory. Rory has oh, been yeah, on Rory, tour for Rory's, so Rory long, feels like it feels 50. like he's 50. I, I feel like he's been on tour as long as Phil Mickelson is. Yeah. At least from a non-golfer perspective. Right. Probably just because we didn't see the early years of Phil. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Kershaw's still kicking, but somehow he is. Uh, so you had Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon, and you, on the other hand, had Sandy Alcantara, and my prediction uh, came right. Overuse. Yeah, I just think it's an overuse thing. He was consistently pitching seven-plus innings, eight innings last year in Miami. You can't put the team on, on your back for as long as you have for, 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 for multiple seasons like, like Alcantara can. He is. I mean, he's still pitching well. Like with the five. Well, with a five zero ERA. Yeah, so it's not fantastic, but you know, he's one in five. Uh, <laughs> darn it! So um, yeah, that, you can that pretty was one much of your <laughs> biggest misses. That, that was probably your biggest miss. You were. I don't know. The Rays was pretty bad. The Rays was pretty bad. The Rays and San Diego Contra. Yeah. Florida just not doing well for you this year with your prediction. I hate. That whole state. You hate the state. Hate the state. I don't think I'll ever go there. Yeah, I, I think Alcantara benefits a whole lot from going to a team with a bullpen. That way he can pick 100%. Pitch five, six quality innings and just let your yep. middle relievers do the rest of the job. I would love to see him dealt by I, by I, deadline. I, I, it's probably going to happen. Like, what are they, like, what is Miami going to do anyway? He's he's prime for it. I I, I mean, he's got a big deal with Miami, but. I, I don't know how many years you can expect like, yeah, they're not gonna compete the team to, the yeah. Next, what, four or five years at exactly. least anyway? Exactly. Like, they just don't have enough pieces on the board right now to be competitive over the short term. So why not trade and get more prospects? I agree. Do it the right way. So uh, I was 0 for 2 because Luis Castillo was my AL Cy Young. Yeah. And he's he been stinks. getting touched up. He stinks. But I had Garrett Cole who is right up there with some of the best. I think he's up he's there. He's got a 2.01 ERA. He's insane. I think, you know, in that race right now, you have Joe Ryan and you have Sonny Gray. And I think Sonny Gray, we talked about him, but his resurgence this year has been incredible. Um, but right now, I think it's a two-horse race, but it's still early days. Very happy. Still early days. <laughs> early days still. still. Early days to get the footy. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, Sonny Gray... Uh, Sunny Gray, very good, but me personally, I think I'm two for two with my Cy Young prediction so far. I think you absolutely are. At least in terms of projecting. I'm happy where I am. I'm a better's favorite, as some would say. Yeah, you did that. I think yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You would be. Uh, did we have anything on MVPs and Rookie of the Years? Yeah, so MVPs, we both kind of went one for one. Uh, I had Shohei from my American League. You had Jose Ramirez. And he's been terrible. Yeah, he's been awful. But Shohei right now is the betting favorite to win MVP. And I think it's for all the reasons that I said. It's it's just it's about time for him to win an MVP, right? The narrative for so long has been, hey, let's split up his stats from a pitching and a hitting perspective. Let's take 
you know, each group and see if he qualifies for an MVP this year. Angels doing a lot better than they have. Um, it doesn't seem like it's just Shohei and Mike Trout um, on their roster anymore, but obviously Shohei, the star of that team. And I think like the voters are, like I said, the voters are finally going to think, Hey, it's about time for him to win an MVP. He's too good of a player not to have one, especially because of his impact on both sides of the ball. For sure. For sure. I wonder if he does get dealt. I don't, I don't know if any MVP has won the award while being traded in a season. Because it's looking more and more like he might be. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. Especially I, I, if they yeah. start going downhill over that, the next yeah. 30 games. I heard he might go after his contract's up, which is what, end of this year? End of this year. End of this year, but you really think he's going to get traded? It's very possible. Would you like to? They've, they considered it last year. Yeah. Where do you think his, his best spot is? Mm. Tampa Bay. No. <laughs> no. Um, let's see. That's tough to say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough question to ask, and my answer is going to be completely biased. The I'm Yankees. Just gonna, yeah, I'm just I mean, they, they've got the somehow cap space They for have it. the money. He loves the city of the Boston, and the, Boston city, and the city of Boston loves him. I could see that. They he, he has to go to they a big stink. market. Like, I don't think he goes anywhere in the AL West. I don't think he would stay He's there. going to the Dodgers. Call it in right now. Somehow they're going to find a way to get him. I swear. That would be... They find a way to get everybody. What about the San Francisco Giants after missing out on Aaron Judge? Ooh, that would be good. I don't know if they have the pieces to I go... Think, hey, we're trying to read, you know, kind of into the mind of Shohei, I guess. And it's hard to say where he wants to be, but... I know for a fact that San Francisco has a huge Asian influence. So I know him, my good yeah. friend Audrey Kennett would be over the moon if, he went, to the if he went to the Giants. You know, me as a kid, big Giants fan. Went to my first you Giants were. game when I was six months old. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And then I started following the Mariners. And then that's when the downfall of me supporting home teams started. And then you decided, you know what, I'm going to go get a historic franchise who can't win in the playoffs let me go for the Yankees. Go and then Yankees, you started watching yeah. hockey, and you did the same thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did the same thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, did the same thing with the NBA with the Sixers. Did the same thing in soccer with Arsenal. Just absolutely love to see my team not win trophies. You just really enjoy disappointment. I, I, at this point, it sure does. And people call me a bandwagon fan because there's like, there's no way you follow all these teams and you're not a bandwagon fan. I'm like, hey, listen, I've never seen my team win a championship over like – the past 13, 15 years that I've been well, actually half watching the Seahawks. You know, you, you yeah, no, I, the I, I, I had you the got that. I had the Seahawks. You got that. Yeah. But that's one but that's that the you one, actually have home But that's the one team that people yeah. don't call me a bad right. for. Cool. Yep. Rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. Oh, well, we had, NL, had... NL MVP. Oh, yeah, sorry, NL. This one's you got right. I got way wrong. Yeah, I had Trey Turner. You had Ronald Acuna. He's been spectacular. He, he, he's so good. Was that my one big win that you said that I was had? Your, that was your one big win. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, he's been awesome. I think Trey Turner right now has less home runs and less RBIs than he had in um, the WBC. Yikes. And it's been like, a, o- over it's like, like seven four, games yeah, it's like the in the WBC. It's been like four times the games. 40 Trey games Turner has geez. been awful. Yeah. Well, Holy smokes. you know, let's go Ronald Acuna Jr. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. I had Volpe. You had Gunner. Pretty mediocre. I sure. Whatever. 
Nothing spectacular. I mean, right now it's going to be Yenny or Canal. Like, if you season under right Legitimately. Now. Or, like, Bryce Miller from... Uh, like not enough he's sample. only had four starts. Not enough sample size. But I'm saying yeah. if the season ended right now, which yeah. is hard to say. Yeah. I think Altman, um, too. He's up there. Well, he's in the NL, Yeah, that's so correct. Yeah. That's true. Uh, for We both had Corbin Carroll for our NL Rookie of the Year. And he, Naturally. He's right He's right up there, too, with Altman. Like he, is he still considered a rookie? Yeah. Is he? He only played, like, 35 games last year. Let me let me look up uh, Rookie of the Year NL. Roy, Roy Nil. <laughs> MLB. Let's throw that in there. That'll help. Uh, okay. okay go to Oz. Odds. How is Julio still? What? No. Uh, Masataka Yoshida's up there. Josh Young okay, is up yeah, there. Anthony Volpe all, is the a, third. Gunnar Henderson. Well, yeah, it's a, okay. where's Grayson? Bryce Miller's in there as the Baltimore Orioles. Apparently, <laughs> how about it? With the uh, Seattle Mariners logo. Yeah, absolutely. No, everyone's the Baltimore Orioles. No, Tanner Bibby. Oh my gosh, they are. <laughs> okay, That's just hilarious. three people next okay, to each other. Okay. Okay. This is NL. Oh yeah, Corbin Carroll, second, yeah, second uh, behind yeah. James Outman, and then Brett Beatty and Kodai Senga. Kodai Senga, Great absolutely name. could could do that too. Great name, very very cool name. The the Ghost Fork. Okay, how long are we at right now? Uh, 30 About thirty minutes. minutes. All right, right on the dot. A um, let's talk about some NBA, NHL. Wrap it up. You hit me. What do you got? Uh, I'm. I got. I should have taken Miami Heat plus four hundred to win the yeah, series because I, yeah. I. They gave them like a three percent chance to win the series. I'm like, hey, listen, like if I were to bet a fifty fifty, I'd probably go with the Celtics. But you can't ever bet against Jimmy Butler. And right now, I would have loved that plus four hundred. Hindsight twenty twenty, you had to see it coming. Yeah, I mean, like it. It was they were two underdog. For them not to have a yeah, chance. Yeah, it was just a good bet. I mean, 3% was far Value. too low. Far, it was far too low for a team led by Jimmy Buckets. And uh, it, after two games, they only had like a 35% chance to win the series as well. According Jeez. to Betis. Up to up two zero. That's They nuts. still were only given a 35% chance. And they That's were going crazy. on the road to Miami. Yeah, correct. Oh, my gosh. They take two in Boston, and somehow they still aren't betting favorites. Like, I hate Vegas sometimes. Yeah, hate Vegas. But that, that being said, though, I, I just hate Boston. I'm not a big fan sorry of Boston. Boston. Yeah, not but a big fan of Boston. I'm not sorry to the city. Yeah. I'm not sorry to the city. I hate your sports teams. You've got some good people in there, but I hate your sports teams. They're they're great people, but they're dis- they they're surrounded by guys who go to the bar with backwards baseball caps and Patriots jerseys on. I'm wearing a backwards hat. No, you don't have Patriots jersey, and I never hat. will. Yep. I, I I truly want to play this game if I ever go back to Boston. Is go to a bar and count how many like have a shot every single time you see a jersey. Oh, that's that would be that's a, hell a bad of, that would night. be a hell of a night. That's a bad a hell night. Of, if you had a backwards hat in there, just oh. game over. Sperry's. Do you think people still wear Sperry's? I don't think people wear Sperry's. I I had a like a year long Sperry phase. You sure? I think that was like four or five years. I remember high school. No, right? yeah, it was like it was high early school. high school. It I was think. like high school. Yeah, they was, were my grandpa's old freshman, boat shoes. Freshman to junior year, I think Sperry's were very common. But okay. I, I honestly can't remember the last time I seen a pair of Sperry's before. That being said, I do work with engineers. Yeah, I don't. So I think you're more likely to see Air Monarchs. Yeah, none of those. You see, um, steel toed boots there. Really? Yeah. I guess that's fair. You got yeah, a big, because, you got yeah, a big lab. We, we got, we got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of like heavy parts that have fallen your foot. It's, it's not good. Mm. So steel-toed shoes, 
important for my profession. You should get steel-toed Air Force Ones. I would love that, dude. That would actually, actually I, awesome. I don't wear my Air Forces to work. I, I just dress down so much when I go to work. Yeah. For obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the other side of, of the bracket, we do have the Denver Nuggets um, winning their series 3-0 so far. And if I can get a score on the TV right now, that would be fantastic. Uh, they're, they're down 14 and a half. Okay. Well, maybe L.A. gets one back. Um, but this finals, Heat versus Denver, this series might be on NBA TV. This might be on the one and two. <laughs> I think, I think Lakers. No, tri- the the Heat and the Nuggets hate each other. I, I think Lakers, like off season trade rumors, would have more, would have better ratings than the NBA Finals. I don't know about that. I think everyone's behind the Heat, and those two teams absolutely despise each other. Jokic, not a great guy. Jimmy Butler, not a great guy, a great but guy. everyone loves him because yeah. he got that dog he in him. He got that dog in him. 31 points for LeBron James in the first half. Overrated. He, it, it, it's insane. It's insane how good he is for this long. Yeah, I mean, he's, what, 38? He's like 38. And, he, it, it and, he, and he's been playing NBA basketball since he was 18. Or ni- what was it 18 or 19? 18, yeah, he got drafted at 18. And that, that's the most underrated part about it. It's not just that he was he's playing at this high of a level at 38. It's also he has like three, four years like more experience playing physical players in this league compared to other players that come out of college, especially if you take like the three, four-year route. How do you factor in longevity to the GOAT conversation? Mm, I was actually thinking about this. We're on the same wavelength right now. I think half of it... I think 51% has to be your prime. So your best six to seven years. And I think the rest of it has to be like the 49% has to be longevity. Because a guy like Kareem. Well, that much. Just like maintaining. I think maintaining a high level. Okay. Or, or more so like the counting stats. Right? If you played 50 years in the NBA, like 30,000 points seems much less impressive. You know, right. 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 But if you're able to do it over. Uh, you know, like LeBron James does in a dominant fashion year in and year out, it seems a little better. But I still think you have to um, highlight the primes of players, especially because things like injuries happen, um, you know, things like illness, you know, people's bodies work differently as well. I don't think you should be significantly negatively, you know, judged by just because your body ages quicker than others. That's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. That's why that's why a guy like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was never really in that goat debate because he played like what twenty five years, right? So even though he had like the most points, like ton of rebounds, ton of championships. It's like, well, duh, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of points, you're gonna get a lot of rebounds, you're gonna get a lot of championships if you play for twenty five years. Fair enough, yeah. but I I think you're right. With I don't know about forty nine percent because I feel like what what what's your distribution? I would say like thirty. Like I think longevity, I th- I think what puts LeBron over the edge for me, and I go back and forth on on Jordan and LeBron all the time, but I think what puts him over the top is simply that longevity part of it, because I still think Michael was the better all around player defender. Uh, LeBron's got a higher IQ, better distributor, but uh, Michael was a better competitor, I think, and 
do anything to win. Uh, so I liked him for that, but I think LeBron's longevity and ability to do it. I mean, I both I think both of them have proved it by winning championships and winning playoff series without enough players, role players, good role players. I think both of them have proved that. But the fact that LeBron has done that over 20 years gets him over that that little bit. I think the big question mark with uh, LeBron, or not with LeBron, with uh, with Michael also is that he took two years to play baseball in his prime, right? Yeah, because like if he if he wins eight championships in a row between the two three peats, then he he's locked up that debate for good. But he chose to follow something that his dad wanted to do, and that like like that's another part of the equation that longevity thing. It's like no one could have predicted that he would quit the sport that he was at the time to go to <laughs> right. play minor league baseball and hit 200. Right. Right. So that's the big question. Right. So you have LeBron James over Michael Jordan in the goat debate right now. I think I've been talked into it. I don't want to, but I think I have. It, it's, I, I just, I do want Jordan just because it, it feels like LeBron's such a drama queen sometimes. I agree. And, like, like he'll yeah. go into the barbershop talk show and say like, he is the goat. Like, <laughs> Like the like calling yourself the greatest is something that other people bestow upon you. Exactly, it's like a king that has to call himself king is no king, and he calls himself King James. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like, it's a, <laughs> is it a double negative or is it just <laughs> oh, are they geez. just stacking on top of each other? I don't know, but but also like here's the thing: like Michael Jordan had never had the opportunity to play with such great players like AR fifteen, <laughs> uh, like Austin Reeves. Come on, man. That's true. That's like uh That's true. Like that imagine if like that's Jordan true. and Pippen played together. Like that's exactly what this is in front of us. Well Okay. <laughs> All right. AR fifteen's gonna be making more than Jordan Pippen or uh, Pippen though. That's for sure. He sure will. That's for sure. I think it's the thing like fifty million. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, easy, no question. The guy deserves it. Yeah. What a stud. All right. Uh appreciate you staying around this long. That's Ryan, I'm telling you. See you next time. Bye Rob. For real. Oh really? That's how you feel. And the guys be like, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh,